What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Ricey K. Welcome back to another episode of Ricey K and Friends. The gang is zooming. Zoom, zoom. Major, how you feeling today? Zoom, zoom, zoom. <laughs> Living good in the I neighborhood. Used to, I used to hate those monster commercials. <laughs> <laughs> With a passion. <laughs> Big Drewski, what's happening? What's up, Ricey? Yeah, we good, man. It's another Sunday. Sunday, January. Was it January 10th? See, I'm losing track of the time. Yeah, already. 10. It is what it is already. But uh, yeah, a lot of things happen, especially <laughs> this past week. Yikes. <laughs> this looks like an episode. The season finale of America is getting crazy right now. <laughs> that season finale, this rollout is really, really nasty. Like, damn, if you weren't, if you've been under a rock this entire week or like been sleeping, well, Washington, D.C. has a little bit of an issue whole bunch of Trump supporters, and according to them, masked Antifa, <laughs> whatever that shit is, a whole bunch of them pretty much ran up to the Capitol building and tried to block the certification of the elections. Um, that was the whole purpose of it, to block the certification of elections, which was supposed to be held in the vote on Monday, I believe. When did this, yeah. this shit happen? On Monday? I or Wednesday? Wednesday. January 6th. Was it Wednesday? It was Wednesday. Yes, yeah, you're right, you're right. So on Wednesday, they were going to certify the elections officially declaring Joe Biden is the winner. They did it anyways, but in the meantime, a whole bunch of Trump supporters um, rallied from social media, got together on the on the, um, the mall at the U.S. Capitol, stormed it. Who unscored stormed it? Everybody's calling it an insurrection. They got into the building, acting a fool. Can't take them nowhere. They were going in Pelosi's. The guy, the guy went in the Pelosi's uh, office. office. Took a picture there. The guys opening like, her mail. Man, who looked like a Viking. Viking man came into the house and like looking like sat. he came straight from Burning Man. Hey, I'm not gonna even lie to you. That's some baller <laughs> shit though. If you got to the house, <laughs> the house seat, and you get a picture taken. <laughs> That's some baller shit. <laughs> Show it to your kids. This from is my your mild ignorance. Cell. That's like, look, kids, that's me. <laughs> that's me right there. But basically, <laughs> they stormed it. Their hose is mad. So, how you guys feel about this? I it was not seeing it in real time. It was absolutely it was, something I've never seen in my life. It was pure buffoonery and an embarrassment and a shame, especially since lives were lost for this. Yeah. Basically, in vain. Five people. So it's yeah. just. Terrible. And one thing I want to highlight, there was a Capitol police officer that was killed in this whole fracas yes. and Blue Lives Matter has been real quiet. Crickets. What happened? What's up? So, they don't care so about what? his life? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're right. What and happened? The, mm-hmm. the one lady who got shot, she was a U.S. veteran. I don't know exactly what, but mm-hmm. she served and she got shot in the neck. Yeah. Yeah, I think she was in the Air Force. Yeah, I saw the video of that mm-hmm. or the events leading up to that. And apparently uh, the mob sent her through. How nice of the mob to send a woman in head first a to get shot. But uh, apparently she was warned by the Secret Service officer in there to not do it. He had his gun out and they sent her through anyway. And she got shot and killed. It's a shame. I mean, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. And it's just, it's a damn shame. This shit never should have happened. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Just get over and, it. And one thing I do before we like get too deep into it or whatever, mm-hmm. like it was a, like a, a sad day and you don't want people to get hurt. And one mm-hmm. line that I, I found very riveting was mm-hmm. from a black, from the black people side, mm-hmm. our side is we don't, we're not asking them to shoot, the white people, mm-hmm. how they shoot us. We're asking them to not shoot us. Yeah, black I saw people, that. How they you don't, don't shoot, shoot them. them. Exactly. And we're not trying to, you know, condone violence or anything like that. But like the similar, we had a peaceful protest. Yeah. Um, there was this one thing I saw. What, what mm-hmm. was it I sent to you guys? On Black Lives Matter protests on June 1st, 2020. Yes. yes. There was 316 arrests made. Mm-hmm. The raid on the Capitol on January 6th, there was only 61 arrests. And theirs mm-hmm. was violent, way worse. And no, obviously, five people actually died in this current, this occurrence. Yeah. 
Nobody died in the last one. Yeah. yeah. Was I it four or five? I think it's up five. to five now. Um, five. The five. woman was trampled, mm-hmm. the woman that was shot, the police officer in the Capitol that was killed, and I'm not sure about the other two, what yeah. happened. Wow. I heard that somebody tased himself and caused a heart attack. I really don't want to laugh. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if that's, I feel like that's cat, but that really happened. I mean, God bless. But they, they got to they gotta bring some domestic terrorism charges up, especially well, since people, they were finding pipe bombs, Molotov right. cocktails, yes. all different types of crazy Dale Gribble hunker, hunkered in the basement weapons. Mm-hmm. You think this is something that will be normalized? Like, do you think this is just the beginning? I it's hope not. A, That's why they need one. to come down with a heavy hand to discourage this from happening again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If somebody doesn't get their way, that they could just stroll up into government buildings with the privilege to believe that they're not going to be shot, arrested, persecuted. or right. persecuted. Right. Yeah. Because my expectation was if you try to roll up on the Capitol or any type of government property and just try to stroll up in there and break in there, you should yeah. expect to be shot. Yeah, at the least they got snipers up on the roof in the White House. Well, and another fun fact—well, not fun—but um, mm-hmm. there was a black woman who was killed by the U.S. Capitol Police back in mm-hmm. 2013, yeah. and it was like a car crash. Or uh, she was like a police chase or something like that. But anyway, mm-hmm. she got shot. She, and then, so it's not like they can't shoot. Mm-hmm. And then I guess last thing too. Yeah, all these guys are getting arrested, which is great. But my biggest thing, I want to see if they actually get convicted and yeah, like how put in jail, how, like if they get time. Yeah, like because President Trump said ten years minimum. So I'm oh yeah, for the people in get, Portland, exactly. right? If you go to the state house, expect ten yeah. years. So they gotta keep that same energy, which mm-hmm. I doubt they will. But if you're rolling into the Capitol building, there's so many charges you could bring people. That's up even on. worse. Like. They were in mm-hmm. offices which have classified information on the computers. They could have potentially taken that information. One guy took a piece of mail from Nancy Pelosi's office. So. And he posted a picture of it. He like, yeah. walked out safely. So yeah. you're putting classified information in jeopardy of being exposed. Somebody and got a shared. laptop too. So yep. They took yep. a laptop? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. They took a laptop. It, they don't play around when it comes to classified information. So... They, they, they got to bring a heavy You need to give down. them that IRS energy. You know, that energy that IRS will put on you mm-hmm. for audits. They need that same energy with all these people causing a wreck, causing a, a mess here. Because we don't want to be a banana republic. I mean, it's embarrassing. <laughs> You've seen the articles like all around the world. You're saying in India, there was one that said Ku Klux Klan. It was C-O-U-P. Like the Ku Klux mm. Klan. Like this... We're looking like an embarrassment to America. Oh, it's yeah. just like, God damn, bro. Like, I know world on. leaders around the world are laughing, especially China and Russia. Yeah. I mean, but I just hope this doesn't get become a normal occurrence because we'll, that's we'll find out. Problem. We'll, we'll see. We'll find out on January 20th. That's yeah. a big day. Coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find out. Will, will America be on the peril? Will there be another <laughs> insurrection? <laughs> One thing I have to say. One thing I have to say. <laughs> Tune in to the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> One thing I have to say, though, America better not have the nerve to try to call other countries uncivilized after this. Yeah. Man. But the real, That's real sure. important thing here, where's Ja Rule and all this? <laughs> what? <laughs> Someone call Ja Rule. Order. Some got to call Ja Rule. We need answers. Ja Rule, where are you? <laughs> Dave Chappelle informed us that you're the guy. You Did you guys see it. that picture I sent you of uh, Clay Bigsby? Or what's his name from Clay Dave Chappelle? Bigsby? Clay <laughs> Bigsby <laughs> was in the crowd. <laughs> hey, he out here. He was on top of the thing, right? On the gate. Or not in the yeah. gate, but it was on top of the, the, uh, the balcony. Oh, yeah, in the crowd. Yeah. Nah, um, I really hope this doesn't get crazy, man. Another, even though it was a bad, that was a bad day. Another funny thing I saw that happened there, there was a guy with a food cart. You know, like in New York City, how they have that food no. cart? <laughs> it was a guy dead ass just like walking around selling food. He's selling food? Hey, hey man, you got you to gotta get some food in you, all that protesting. Hey, that's a hustle. <laughs> that's a hustle. 
said, man, I'll get my dollar regardless. Middle of the insurrection <laughs> and the middle military coup. I don't care. That's the, that's Civil War. I'm getting that Perfect. cake. Yes, sir. A I'm wise man. That shmoney. You did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but to be on a more positive note, um, we gotta salute the sisters who have uh have come who organized and who really um spread spread the movement in Georgia. As you may know, two dem- there's two new senators now in Georgia, both Democrat. Um, and this, it's amazing that Georgia has been flipped to blue after being red for so many years. Mm-hmm. And you got to give props to the sisters that led the movement. Stacey Abrams, I think it was a lady named Felicia Douglas. Um, there's several, many, many women who've been, who've been, um, involved in the course of the past decade, since going back to like 2010 that they've been, um, organizing, um, and informing the Georgia voters to go out and vote. Like it's just interesting how even went back before even like Obama when Obama's in office telling them to go vote and how it's paying off now. And I just wanted to put that highlight. Um, folks, just, yeah, if you're going to go on Google's, just look at the people, go search and look up the people, the women, the black women in Georgia who really led that movement and are a huge reason why Mitch McConnell's now no longer Senate majority leader that things may actually, I mean, the ball's in the Democrats' court now. Like, it's not just we won at this point. Now it's on their court because they got the House, essentially got majority in the Senate. Um, they got the tiebreaker vote with, with Vice President Harris. Um, so now let's see what's, let, let's see what's up. I just wanted yeah. to put praise for the ladies in Georgia. A round of applause for them. Yes, yes. But, um, now it's now it's uh the game's on now. Now we gotta take we gotta pay attention and we gotta be active citizens and yeah. see if these the Democrats are leading everything and get shit done. That's um that's what I'm I'm looking to see. Okay. You know? Yeah, let's see if they hold their end of the bargain. Yeah, like all we, the promises. You got our they vote. Made. You got our vote now. Now let's see what's up. See, and then we gotta we gotta put pressure. If they follow through. Mm-hmm. Continuing to the DMV antics. <laughs> <laughs> now, in, in, in Maryland, they're saying that the highest court in Maryland has ruled recently that rap lyrics are now officially admissible in court. I can't believe this. This boggles my mind. This is blatantly racist. This is blatantly prejudiced. What the what the hell, man? Like, do you well, know the, be, the implication of that? How serious? Because, because it's mm-hmm. only rap music, right? They didn't say like all any genre of music rap or music. anything specifically rap music. Yeah. yeah, that's messed up, man. I really got to look into the decision. I, have, I haven't got a chance to read the actual decision, which I'm going to find, and I want to see if they broadened it to music lyrics. Because if it is just if it is just music lyrics, then yes. I think that's fair. It's admissible in court. Um, time and time again, people speak their truth through music. And if, you know, through music lyrics of all different genres, all just music in general, if you say some stuff that's incriminating, that should be admissible in court yeah. in general. But it can't be- Listen res- to country music. They be talking about some wild stuff too, just because Hell it yeah. has a guitar and some some nice notes on it doesn't mean that it's not, debaucherous yeah it's basically tumbleweed tumbleweed rap that's what country <laughs> music is basically it's just dirt road rap yeah what do you feel about yeah. it andrew um i think it's messed up but at mm-hmm. the same time i'm also like they either way yeah. they always look at people's lyrics and i think major was saying like they use people's lyrics to shed them in a bad light yeah. whether yep. it's admissible or not they just like how they 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 look for anything to make you look bad. Yeah. Anytime like a rapper gets arrested, they show like a bad picture of them. But if yeah. little Timmy gets arrested, they show him like in a suit and mm-hmm. nice smile. Like they try to put a perception on certain people. Mm-hmm. So this is yeah. a, another example. I mean, yeah. Because yeah. I remember back in 1999, 2000, mm-hmm. when Shine got in trouble for that New York City nightclub shooting. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was going to court for that. 
Mm-hmm. I remember them pulling up his lyrics on the news and saying, oh, this is the type of things that he says in his lyrics and just trying to paint him in a bad light and yeah. solidify his position as a criminal. I don't think this yeah. is going to reach, I don't think this is going to reach a federal level. I believe that this, this won't reach a federal level. If, they did, if it does, they're going to have to broaden the scope um, because just referring, narrowing it to rap music, um, I just feel like that's un- unconstitutional. Yeah. Um, but on the flip side, rappers, please stop snitching yourselves on records. <laughs> like, just, like, we get it. Yes, this is not a fair decision. But, like, at the same time, please be cognizant of the stuff that you say on records because now there's an admissible in court. You can't be saying that you got 15 bricks in the trunk and actually have 15 bricks in the trunk. Like that's you're gonna get in trouble now. <laughs> now were they weren't they pulling up Casanova's lyrics for his uh trial yes, or was yes. it just his interviews? There was his interviews with Vlad. He's okay. he's actually he's in serious trouble. Not serious trouble, but he's looking at some time because yeah. they actually have some kind of evidence of him selling I think it was weed to yes. his gang. They have like evidence of that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. The and then stone. also Rollstone, yeah. yeah, something like that. And then the baby got that- arrested. Yeah, the baby did get arrested in Hollywood. Didn't yeah, he? he had a firearm on him. That seems like a hip hop police. Incident. Yo, yeah. have security, like higher security with a with a registered firearm that you can hold. Like how it's it's okay what, to have a bodyguard. Like yeah, what what was the baby doing? He wasn't wilding he was out, or he was just shopping. He was shopping. He was like on Rodeo Drive. Rodeo, and and like they were done shopping, they were about to pull out or pull drive away, and mm. cops came, and like they didn't lower their windows. It took like a minute for them to like actually open up. Oh, this video. Fishy. Yeah, and then there's video of them all lined up in handcuffs, and he's hitting the stinky leg. Yeah, that shit was funny though. <laughs> he was doing like the Charlie Brown. Yeah, he was doing like, yeah, like a dance. <laughs> he was doing the Charlie Brown. <laughs> Like, no, the hip hop police is real. They're it's on the so loose. It's so real, man. It's so well, real. Well, because they, they, they're listening and they get mad. Brandon Lamborghini, the mm-hmm. cop car. <laughs> <laughs> and he they're says, like, we'll like, show you a Lamborghini, the baby. <laughs> Let's get him. There's that rapper. Hey, there he is. The baby. The baby is right there. <laughs> get him. <laughs> I remember Pat Poos had a song back in like 2005 Pat or so. <laughs> Talking about the hip hop police Pat and Poos, like Pat Poos, yeah. Oh, it's like it was the song Charades. Let's play a game of charades. Who am I? And like one of the verses, he's like, Let's play a game of charades. Who am I? I'm the hip hop police. Pull Jay Z over, see if there's a gun in his car. Pat Poos is like the, the hip hop version of the Riddler. Like, you never know what he's gonna come with this. He's got black creative ass raps, but that's besides the point. <laughs> So, fuck Maryland. How did we get on to this? <laughs> no, I don't even know. But um, <laughs> regarding Maryland, Maryland, please don't. Dear federal courts, please don't uphold this decision. Leave it to Maryland. And, um, yeah, that's that on that. Um, moving forward, we got to get to this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Andrew. But, look, Kanye lives rent-free in a lot of people's minds. Now, I know it's not yours. <laughs> You have vocally said time and time again, <laughs> fuck Kanye. Time after time. <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying this for years. <laughs> for years. But it's just interesting. Why is he, why, why is he living free in our head? Are, are we just, is it just for instant clicks? Is it because we're hoping that one day old Kanye will come back out of the ashes and come back to his MPC? And make that soulful shit that we've been yearning for for like the past fifteen years. I think the party's over for that, but he keeps popping up because he's a polarizing figure. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of these blogs know they could get easy clicks and views by posting him on his on their site. So if he does as little as scratch his ass the wrong way, he's going to be on the news and, and in our face, and discussions will break out. Why did he use his left hand to scratch his ass instead of his right? <laughs> and so on and so forth. 
I mean, <laughs> you already know. And it's, and it's only gonna it's only gonna get worse because Kim's about to divorce his ass. Now that's gonna be a mess when they oh, actually boy. say there's formal divorce proceedings. That's gonna be just that's gonna be just constant coverage of that. Mm-hmm. But good thing we have mute buttons and that we can <laughs> avoid and uh, be you know avoid that and be even like you guys said he co-produced a whole lot of red. Yes, he did. See that just makes so much sense to me. Like, yep, that's why this it's so yeah. No, weird. no, it made to- it made total <laughs> sense to me. The moment I found out he co-produced that rec- uh, that record, like, yeah, it makes total like sense. Man. Sometimes Kanye serves to sabotage artists when he does co-production or work for them. Because remember when Drake first came out, mm-hmm. he wanted to produce his music video for uh, You're the Best or whatever that song was yes. called. And that video was just mad odd. It's like, I don't know about no, Kanye's uh, no, intentions I here. I think I feel like he's, uh, does he does sabotage people's art. I mean, he screwed yeah. up Tiana Taylor's uh, initial album. Yeah. And Big Sean, he like, owes Sean. Big Sean money, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, three million, which he still hasn't paid. See, and that's uh, I'll and leave he's that out thing. here saying that pay the pay the artist. I'm three billion. I'm three billion, like a billion billionaire. Yeah, I'm a billionaire. Get out of here, bro. And I'll ah, oh, I lost my thought. I had a good one. No, nah, he's not. Yeah, I mean Kanye. I think he's done. Like the Kanye that we adored and were listening to and fans of. I think it's a wrap. Yeah. But, you know, Yeezys are going to come out and then people still going to get them easy. So, you know, he's going to still be around. <laughs> so, anyways. Shout out to ticker symbol GPS. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Word. <laughs> I don't, I, I'm really to know Bitcoin went up to 40K. So let's see that money rise <laughs> moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> Reviewing music this week. I pretty much listened to the wrap up from Uncle Murder. Listen to that. Um, we'll talk about that in a minute. I do want to note that Jasmine Sullivan's new project, um, Hotels, I believe it is. It's H uh, E A U X. Um, really solid. Really solid. Is that but, French? Um, yeah, they're trying to be clever oh. with what they're trying to say. But very nice listen. I really Jasmine can sing. She's yeah, she she's can. nice with it. She really can sing, and it was an easy listen to to listen to her. I was listening while cleaning cleaning the apartment, so um, I recommend it. Jasmine Sullivan Hotels, go check that out. Men and women, mm-hmm. all of you, check that out. Real good music. Obviously, as a resident result of staying here in the pod, I can't. I would be remiss to mention that Griselda has a movie coming out called Conflicted. Coming out on Amazon Prime next Friday on the 15th. But nice. they dropped the soundtrack. The soundtrack is like an all-star team of all the Griselda-esque music musicians. Pretty much like everybody who's on that Rock Marciano, Griselda uh, type wave. So they got everybody in there. They got, except Conway, which people, Kanye is not on the album. And I'll talk about that real quick. Basically, it's the soundtrack. It had guys like Ransom, Flea Lord, um, Chase Fetty, Boldy James, Westside, um, Ito, like anybody you think of, except Conway. So now people think Conway is no longer Griselda. Now people are losing their damn minds in the Griselda fanhood. Um, I don't. I think they're still together as a group. You know, all you GXFR guys listening to this. I know a bunch of you guys. They're still together. Hold your horses. Relax. Relax, guys. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> Relax. <laughs> but like, uh, um, the, the soundtrack overall, what I was pointing to get to, the soundtrack is dope. Um, if you like that kind of music, it's it's what you, you you're gonna expect. You get what you expect, and it's great. Mm. So, but uh, what are you guys? What are you guys listening to? I've been listening to the new Jay Stone album. How was that? It is solid. He's got some bangers on there. For those that aren't familiar, he's part of the All Money In crew that Nipsey Hussle headed up. And you might have heard him on some guest verses on Nipsey's uh, uh, albums and mixtapes over the years. And uh, I decided to give his album a shot. 
he came out with an album last year mm-hmm. and it was all right. And then he came out with this album that's called The Definition of Pain. Mm-hmm. And I was seeing people tweet about it. So I was like, yeah, let me give it a shot. Yeah. So uh, this Christmas I was installing a bidet, but that's a, another story. <laughs> but Christmas in the process. This <laughs> here, Major's installing a in the process of installing that i had the album on and i was like oh he's got some bangers on here he's got uh appearances from davies trade the truth uh davies actually appears on two songs dom kennedy's on there ti he has a couple nipsey verses on there e40 Mm-hmm. But besides the Ooh. features, he he does a good job carrying that album. There's good production. Um, That's awesome. Well done. That's awesome. So I recommend like you give it a listen if you're a fan of Nipsey yeah. or just good raps in general. Cool word. Um, yeah. I listen to not too much music, but a song I heard. Um, it's Russ. You know, I love Russ. Yeah. Um. It was called, I think it's called Ugly, and it's featuring uh, Little Baby. Oh, I saw that. I didn't oh, the video listen. just came out, right? Yeah. yeah, they released it at the same time as the video. That's all right. It's like a turn up kind of song. Record. And then okay. uh, Rihanna, it's, I don't know why ASAP broke up in the first place, but did you guys see it? Took, they were saying it took for Rihanna to get a, the ASAP mob together. Oh, so yeah. I, saw a, I saw a clip of ASAP. So maybe we'll see some future music from, coming oh, from them. Uh, ASAP Rocky dumped Rihanna already? No, 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 no. Oh, she helped orchestrate getting them together back in the yeah. studio. Got so it. So it's like Rocky Ferg. Um, I don't yeah. know. There's two Rihanna people. called the shots. Hey, hey, if Rihanna says it, <laughs> it's got to be done. Hey, ASAP, get back in the studio with your friends, you know? Cha-ting-king. Ferguson. <laughs> you want this poom poom or not? <laughs> what you doing, Ferguson? Thinking. Uh, but Rihanna, where's your album? Rihanna, where's your album? I lost it. Lay down Don't the tracks, worry. 12V. Lay down <laughs> the tracks. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I lost the Rocky. album. Rocky. <laughs> Rocky. Rocky. Lay down the hook, Rocky. <laughs> My album got deleted from the hard drive, you know. <laughs> Just buy the Fenty product. We're not talking about the Blood Clot album. <laughs> Fenty <laughs> available in all stores he said now. Fenty. <laughs> oh my my dad tried to sue me for the name. I sue him back. You know. <laughs> oh my god, yo, <laughs> yo, she got ASAP back. That's awesome, though. Ferguson. <laughs> who? 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 Oh. <laughs> All right. Anyways, Andrew's like, yo, fam, I had an opinion. Let me speak it. (laughs) Let's get to hear ASAP Mob is back. Shout out to Rihanna for getting them together and uh, having to make some good music. I'm going to try and see if I can reach out if they need some beats. Because I got a little connect. But neither here or there. Um, Yeah, let's talk about the wrap up, though. Um, Uncle Murder went 14 minutes into this record. Yeah. 14 yeah. minutes into this record, and he was talking. He, He's the guy for the wrap-up. I know his skills, he but he's the guy. Yeah. Point blank. Um, so pretty I, much for those, mm-hmm. for those who don't know, every year Uncle Murder does like a wrap-up of what happened the previous year. So this is the most recent one. He did a wrap-up of 2020, mm-hmm. and he pretty much sums up everything that happened in 2020. Sorry, Rexy, I'll let you get back no, to what no, you were he, saying. He bodied that. Um I'll actually let you talk about the Gucci bit. The Gucci bit. That was funny to me. Was yeah, pretty much he... Yeah, I mean, everybody's getting that hustle, getting their money. Um, Corona's got everybody in the bag. You know, everybody hustling again. That's that's true. Um, yeah. Is it just me, or does Uncle Murder look like an angry Nigerian priest? <laughs> <laughs> you see hey. him just throwing, throwing holy water on people all day? <laughs> Hey, like, you know how the Powerpuff Girls were made? So if you add Hennessy, a black and mild, <laughs> a pound of weed, a pound of weed and like a Metro card, a honey you bun. get Uncle Murder. 
<laughs> get the Metro card. And then, yo, actually, if you want to get the premium, Uncle Murdy, you got to add, add that class Azul tequila. You know the one with the, the funny looking bottle? The, bl- the blue and white bottle with the bell on the top? You put that in there? That's definitely Uncle Murdy. Yeah. Oh man. man. But I digress. Oh, <laughs> awesome. It was an awesome record though. Go nice. check that out. It's on all stream sites. Um he's saying that it's gonna be his last one. I don't believe it. I think he's still gonna do it. And we're looking for it. I'm always gonna look for it. Every year I check for it. I know Skills was a guy back in the day. I oh, tried yeah, to he originated this. the wrap up. I think he started doing those in like two thousand three, two thousand four. Yeah. At least that's when I first heard about him. Yeah. So I checked his latest one for this year, last year's wrap up. It's it's garbage. I'm not gonna lie to you. Dang. The beat at least was just straight ass. <laughs> but Basura. <laughs> but yeah, let's let's talk about sports, man. Look, the Buffalo Bills, shout out to my sister Mini, who doesn't care for the Buffalo Bills at all. But the Buffalo Bills won their first playoff game since ninety five. How about how about that? Since 95 has been, do the math, 25 years? Yeah. Damn, man. Jesus. So they're in the, they're in the playoffs. Sorry, Russell. Um, the Seattle Seahawks lost to the Rams. Shout out to my uh, frat brother, Kiwis, who's a huge Rams fan. He must be happy about, you know, them winning. Um, <laughs> TB12 is TB12. I think the Buccaneers won yep. um, yesterday. I know um, behind me, the Titans are playing the Ravens. I think I'm calling the Titans to win that game. Uh, Derrick Henry is – have you seen Derrick Henry's – Derrick Henry's a fucking beast, bro. Have you seen his high school highlights? Yeah, he looks like a man amongst boys. But um, <laughs> yeah. he, he's the first running back to run for 2,000-plus yards mm-hmm. without an offensive lineman that has been to the Pro Bowl, something like that, or elected. It makes no know. sense. So, that man is a beast, man. Yeah, he's a man amongst boys for sure. Yeah, I don't know how much they paid him in Alabama. <laughs> Look at me seeing Shady. I know they paid him a check when he played the in boosters. Alabama. Some free tats or something. You know, they got him a new Dodge Charger. They got his. <laughs> they got his uncle a Dodge Charger. They got his other uncle a grill. You know it. Listen, I'm not just. I'm not saying that I know things, but. I am actually saying that I know things. The boosters you know Chris, be boosting. You know Chris Tucker? Chris yeah. Tucker's like, and you know this, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know he got that money. That was funny. I don't know if it was Derrick Henry or another Alabama running back that they, you know, manufactured in the lab. But I saw a picture of him running football with a gold chain. I was like, how is this man supposed to be a college student? Like, he's a freshman. He's like... I don't know who it was, if it was Derrick Henry or somebody else, but it was a running back, and they were nice. And I saw them back when they had a high school picture. They were just doing practice, and they just had a gold chain on and said they're going to the University of Alabama. And I was like, nah, they manufacture these people. These people are manufactured in the lab. Like <laughs> I, saw, I saw something because his last name's Henry. Mm-hmm. And they're like, them Henry's, man. Like, they're talking about like, his lineage. <laughs> <laughs> the Henry. <laughs> That's yeah. fucked up. <laughs> racist, That's racist, right? <laughs> like, them Henry's are built different, man. I'm telling you. I know, his grand, I know his grandfather. This grandfather was just as strong. No, nah, man. They're feeding ribs <laughs> at age two and shit. <laughs> they're feeding them ribs at age two, the barbecue. <laughs> they Forget the- Gerber. We got ribs. Put the HGH in the beer. <laughs> His mama's fixing him a plate like, Hercules, Hercules. We messed up the breast, breast milk with the HGH. Like, That's nice thought. You get your bones nice and strong. <laughs> we can't be taken anywhere. I don't even know why we got to this point. All right, we're talking about sports. All right, let's talk about basketball. Things that we know. Let's go next. We're 500. That's all I care about right now. I'm taking it. Hang the banner. I'm taking Hang it. Hang the banner. Right 500 now. through 10 games. Thibodeau's in the Hall of Fame right now. <laughs> I'm happy. Oh, man. What did you, you see, Andrew? You're more in depth with this. <laughs> um, yeah, so LaMelo Ball, this is yesterday. He's a dog. Um, yeah, he's, he's pretty nice, yo. And mm-hmm. he's now officially the youngest player to um, have make, get a, a triple-double. Double. 
Yeah. Oh, did he get a triple double that game? I thought he was an assist short. That was the night before. <laughs> oh, okay. This is yeah. So yesterday on Saturday, he got a triple double. Um, he's pretty. He has against the Hawks. He did. And um, one thing with him, he's always played up like with his older brothers, like Leandro and Lonzo. And he even played overseas where people were technically like professional. Yes. And Lonzo has even said like he thinks Lamelo is going to be the most talented because he's always three. played up. Yeah. Which is nice of the big brothers. He got a ratchet. I, but I makes, agree because he looks good out the gate. Yeah, it's uh, for him. It's like oh, he's going to the NBA, but I think he's had a smoother transition than most mm-hmm. because he's already been around or played against certain people who are professional. When we talk about his passing, his prolific passing already. Oh yes, he's a he's a prolific passer. He's one of the better passes I've seen in a long time. But he got a ratchet too, man. Yeah, he got a jumper. Mm-hmm. It's a little it's, it's funny. It's a funny yeah, yeah it's goofy mechanic. <laughs> it's a funny mechanic, but it's it goes in. And then another thing I want to speaking of shooting, I want to bring yeah. up Steph Curry because sixty two points, dog. People were criticizing him and saying like all these things about him and how he needs clay, he needs this and that, he can't carry a team. And he answered, he responded, and he dropped sixty two. And some of the shots this guy's making. Unreal. Like, Unbelievable. You can't do it on is, 2K. He, Stephen A. Smith was saying this on The Breakfast Club that he is the best shooter of mankind. Like, period. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, by, by far. I remember I uh, this was like, this was before they won the championship. The Warriors were playing the Thunder and KD was still over there. Uh, Ricey was over watching this game mm. and, um, it came down to a last second shot. Like uh, the Thunder had made a free throw. Yes. The Warriors took the ball out and By Steph the had the line. ball. There was like four seconds left. And I'm like, is he not aware of how One much of time is on the clock? Because he wasn't seen. sprinting or anything. He just jogged up like a little bit past half court and threw up Pulled his three it. and switched it through. I'm like, this guy's out of nah, control. I, I can't believe we watched that together live. Like that was one of the most iconic shots I've ever seen. Like, yeah. He pulled up casually. Pulled up from just in front of the half court. Pulled it. Poof. Speaking of Steph, Dang. I want to comment on the Warriors versus Clippers game. <laughs> yeah, what? Friday. They blew a 22-point lead, right? Yep. The, I thought that game was over. I was watching it. I was about to turn it off. And then all of a sudden, the Warriors like went on a 6 nothing run, then an 8 nothing run, then a 12 nothing run, then an 18 nothing run. I'm like, oh, boy, the Clippers are about to collapse and lose this game. Sure enough, yeah, <laughs> they the blew it. Fraud, bro. That's why, not to drag this out, but that's why, like, <clears throat> I don't – because Doc is with Philadelphia now, right? Yeah. Like, people – he – I don't know if he got fired or what, but people try to blame him. It's not even – it's not Doc. It's not him. It's, it's not yeah, him. It's that roster. Paul George, in an interview, he was – essentially throwing doc under the bus but yeah oh doc's gone what happened (laughs) how'd you blow a 22 point lead to an undermanned warriors team Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. right still a long season and they had Kawhi and paul george both playing so yeah so miraculously might i add (laughs) yeah Yeah. playing because these these guys are the face of load management right (laughs) Hey, speaking of load management, shout out to LeBron for actually playing all his games. Like, they give him shit all the time. He played all his games so far, and you got to give him credit for that. Mm-hmm. Like, um, And for his age and everything. Yeah. 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 Man's, what, 36 now? Yeah. As of That's December up there 30. in basketball years. He's nuts. Him and TB12 got something. I think they have a cult <laughs> where they just are really athletic and maintain it. You got to give him credit. On all seriousness, give him credit for his routine. He puts like a million plus in his body. Like literally, yeah. he puts a million dollars worth. Oh, yeah. And you got care. specific training regimens to make sure Diet. Like, uh, the ligaments and mm-hmm. joints between uh, the muscles and bones are all good. So, yeah, he he knows what he's that's, doing. That's dedication. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, who do you – all right, just uh, – We'll move on from this, but who do you guys have between the Browns and the Steelers? Because they're playing tonight. Who do you think is mm. going to win? If you even care, I, I'm I have saying to go with the Steelers. Browns. 
Here we go, Ooh. brownies. Here we go. Who? Who? Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Who? Who? I think it's the Steelers, though. Honestly, I'm going with the Browns. I'm going to be the. Gonna I'm take the other the side. I'm rooting for the Browns. I'm for the dog pound, but I think Big Ben and Juju might get some stuff going. So we'll see. It's go. It's 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 happening right now. The game. It's six the to Browns? three Browns. Yeah, the Browns have six and they no, hold on. no, never no, mind. No, no. I'm reading the standings. That's tonight. You're right. Yeah, that's tonight. Sorry. Eight. I think the Ravens and Titans are playing right now. When did the Saints play? They played they played a Nickelodeon game. Four uh four forty. You you guys know about the Nickelodeon game? What's the Nickelodeon no. game? So every year Nickelodeon plays uh, has a game played. They broadcast really? a game. Yeah. Every year. They broadcast a game on Nickelodeon, never and it's like that. check it out. It's it's really comical. It's really funny, like for the kids. So they have the kids watch it, and they have like coverage for the kids. Are they playing it live? Yeah. Oh, oh my god! Wow. They play it live, and they have commentators like for the kid audience. Interesting. It's just really interesting. <laughs> and they, you know, of course, they throw SpongeBob around here and there because <laughs> to see him SpongeBob like is on literally the, the only. SpongeBob is literally the only thing left from Nickelodeon. I feel like their roster, Nickelodeon's roster, is just SpongeBob now. Yeah, well, they're bringing the face. I think they're bringing iCarly back. I mean, they have to because they got nothing else. <laughs> Nobody really isn't iCarly like thirty-seven. <laughs> All yeah. right, we gotta move forward. <laughs> yeah, this is just dragging out. All right, so this is our last topic. This is actually more serious. Um, the streets. AKL, Mel and her friends, and a lot of other people wanted us to uh, shed light. Um, as I said, when I was trolling uh, around Christmas season, about the holiday season, one of the questions I was asking is why are men not vulnerable enough in projecting our feelings and being open about how we feel, especially to our partners? I mean, for me, it's taken a long time for me in general to be open about my feelings and things of that nature. Cause I've always been like reserved and have a shell and, and you know, plus the introverted nature of myself. It's been, it's been difficult all throughout my life. And personally, I mean, I'm from Congo and African men are really taught to be tough, not just physically, but mentally. And I think it gets the mental aspect of it gets to the point where we don't, outwardly project our feelings. We don't cry, things of that nature. We've just been raised that way. And so to reverse engineer that aspect is, is, is really tough. So yeah. I wonder if you guys go through the same shit or how it's been for you guys to be communicative about how you're feeling. Yeah, it's definitely a, a conversation that gets brought up over here. And, mm-hmm. um, um, I get encouraged to share and be mm-hmm. vulnerable, but it is a process mm-hmm. that is very slow that I have not mastered yeah. yet. Probably yeah, a product. I'm still, of, I'm still uh, work in progress a, too, man. A product of upbringing as men in general, we're supposed to be the face of strength and mm. stability. And mm. I'm sure we see it from our fathers, uncles, grandparents, and, even yeah. my dad and mom, I've never seen either of them cry in my entire life, like at mm. funerals or anything. So right. I mm. think that's kind of built into my upbringing yeah. as to. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen my dad cry. I think yeah. I've seen him emotional, but I've never seen my dad cry. Mm. I don't think I've ever seen him cry. Um, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen him cry. Yeah, I've never seen my dad cry. I never see my my grandfather cry. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's a generational thing, but I do mark my mm-hmm. words. I think this is the generation where that starts to turn, and I yeah. think it becomes acceptable. One thing I'm curious about, though, why yeah. is why does it? And this sound dumb, probably to the women, but I'm just being honest. Like, yeah. why does it bother women if, like, why do they want? Why why do they want to see us be vulnerable? Vulnerable. It, like, you know what I'm trying to say? I think it might be. They want to form a deeper connection. 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 It's a deeper with connection. With us and 
have a better understanding of where mm-hmm. our mind is at. Where you're thinking, we what are. you're thinking, mm-hmm. how you feel. Yeah, I think it's more so of a connection that we're not um, we're not shielding ourselves from from them because it's like welcoming arms. It's like an outs- it's an outreach. It's like welcoming arms when we're able to talk about you know our fears and how we feel and things of that nature. It's it's still tough for me. It's been a lot better thanks to Mel. I mean, she's she puts it out there in Front Street, so it's helped me confront you know fears that I've had internally and thoughts that I've had. And to put it out there, it's been relieving. You know what I'm saying? So it's just interesting. I just I just want to get the perspective of why. Men in general, like for us, we've been raised. Who has been raised to be tough and to seclude pain and to take, to take, just take pain. Yeah, yeah. just take it and keep and on keep moving. moving. Keep it yeah. moving. So I well, think. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because I'm light skinned, but like for me, <laughs> <laughs> Deb's seen every emotion, every emotion. Yeah. Good. And, and, I think, and, I, and I admire that about you too, because you like that all out. Like, Andrew, you've always been somebody who's just says it how it is, but you know how you feel. And that's that. That must be a feeling of weightlessness for you. I feel like I'm getting, I'm just getting there. I'm still on the way, but yeah, I feel like it's just weightlessness when you can get everything out. Mm. And then that's it. It is what it is from there. You I, say, you said I, your I, truth. Yeah, I think with me, and I'm not saying this in an arrogant way, I'm just being 100% genuine, but yes. for me, I really don't care what other people think about me. Gotcha. I, I, I accept the people who are like care my family. You. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of these people out here judging, they have never paid a bill. They've never put a clothes, <laughs> like a piece of clothes on my back. They haven't fed mm-hmm. me. And people come and go. Mm-hmm. And it's just for me, I, I'm an open person that wear my heart on my sleeve, I guess, kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. And I don't I, I see both sides. Like, I see how it is hard, but at the same time, like, bro, if this is really your girl and she really loves you, she's going to love you for who you are. So just be open and honest. Facts. And the rest, the rest will pan out. So mm. that's my take on it. I, got you. I think as an introvert myself, it adds another layer of difficulty yeah. when I'm asked to uh, be open in a way because I have to take time to collect my thoughts to put them out coherently so they could be understood. I can't just... To make a lighter note of this, does it, explain does it, it make on. it easier? Does it make it easier when you got you got something, you know, like a little drink or something like that? For me, uh, it does. For me, it does. Liquid courage? <laughs> liquid courage. I'm not going to front. It maybe, does slightly, maybe slightly. Maybe yeah. slightly. As Drew takes a swig of the Corona. Yes. Yeah. But... I mean... Mm-hmm. Me sober or not or drunk or not you I'm, say what I'm, is. yeah and i almost feel guilty about it like sometimes you i mean never has- you should never feel guilty about that that's actually one of the greatest things that i think major and i will have difficulty with i'm just i'm just as an introvert and as the way i've i've been raised it's just like you gotta take take that you know not to take the pain but it's like you gotta project yourself as as like the guy like you know it's the guy you, you're so- holding it down you know, that's, you know what I'm saying, right? Like, it's like I, you, gotta I, have, you gotta exhibit strength, but I think there's strength in being vulnerable. Come to think of it. Yeah, like, it, it does take strength to do that. It takes strength. Bro, it's not easy. Know. Bro, yeah, so, yeah. I'll, and again, not to keep going on the light skin thing, but even Drake, this this is pure genius of him as yeah. just a person. He's yeah. on camera crying mm-hmm. and there's no judgment. Yeah. And for... For men in general, I'm not going to get specific, but like if a woman is coming to you and asking you to be more vulnerable, that right there is like a pass for you to be. No one's saying you got to get emotional, find something randomly mm-hmm. to get emotional about. To, mm-hmm. But if you're feeling some type of way, yeah. if that's your best friend, if that's the person who you love and care love. about, you, you should be able to. Yeah. I look at like my, my mom and my dad, they have always been like, Andrew, no matter what, we'll love you. Like if you were to go to mm-hmm. jail, yeah. yeah, I'll be upset. But I'll always, you're always will be my child. And See, I my mom would say that, that in a more sarcastic way, but she was saying, yeah, well, <laughs> "I gotta deal with your shenanigans." But I, she's like, "I deal with your shenanigans," but it is what it is. She's <laughs> like, <laughs> basically, that means I love you, and we go is gonna support you no yeah. matter what. Yeah, she'd right. be like, I hope, I hope you like prison food. <laughs> she'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> she'd say something like that. 
Yeah, so that's real, man. Now to 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 uh, connect that, now, a lot of just taking a survey, a lot of men I saw, especially when I was posting the stats on Facebook, um, a lot of guys were really bitter about how their significant others or exes have taken advantage of their vulnerabilities and used them, weaponized them against you. Personally, as I've said before, I've never been a victim to that. I've never had my feelings weaponized against me. I've always, I've been vulnerable to folks. I've been vulnerable to Mel, which is one of the greatest things because it's helped me be free in my conscience and I've been open and I can breathe. I can go to sleep like with no stress, no anxiety to reduce my stress and anxiety being open to her. Um, and, you know, I've never got it weaponized. I don't know if you guys, you don't have to share if you do, don't want to, but have you had your feelings weaponized? Like, have you seen folks that you know have their feelings weaponized? Or do you think it's a thing even? Yeah, I I think so. Mm. I haven't in that particular dynamic, but mm. you always hear about it happening. Mm. So I think mm. that's another factor that goes into men. I actually saw a Facebook uh, status of somebody I knew. I actually saw a Facebook status of my, a girl I knew who put out mad dirty laundry about another guy I knew. It was just really interesting. And it was going into that mental aspect. And I was like, okay, this is the shit that you guys are probably talking about. Yeah. I feel like, is this, is it an outlier? I mean, like, is it really like a thing? Like, I don't know. So, Angie, what do you, what do you think, man? I think both men and women, it's not mm-hmm. everybody, but people do take advantage of other people. It's mm-hmm. just human nature. It's not okay, mm-hmm. but there's certain people out there. Yeah. I don't know if they have like trauma from their past or insecurities mm-hmm. or whatever issue, but there's people that take advantage of other people. And take note, we're well, not toxic people. So, you know, maybe this, our mind frame is, <laughs> is probably biased because we're not toxic people. We're not malicious folks. We're just honest, hardworking folks. And I can say that the bottom of my heart, the three of us, we work hard, yeah. we try, we aspire to be great, and we work towards that, and we have hearts, so, you know. Yeah. But yeah, there's definitely those people out there that are like manipulative, and they know your soft spot, your weak points, and they, mm. they, take, mm. they take advantage of that. Mm. And then the person who's trying to be nice feels hurt, naturally, yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. That's true. And I guess that's a perfect segue. Look at this segue. It's a segue guy coming up with a finger roll. Man, it's a perfect segue to thinking, do you think there's a difference between being caring and being nice? Do you think being nice is is a strength or a weakness? Um, do you think that you can be taken advantage for being nice? I don't know. Like, Yeah, I think there is a difference. When I hear caring, I think of having empathy mm-hmm. for others. But mm-hmm. when it comes to nice, you can be nice to a detriment to yourself yeah. in a way. So I've I, I read this book recently called Night, Not Nice, and they talk about that. It's good to be kind, but you got to be able to do it or you shouldn't be ashamed to, of being kind up until a point so that you're not yeah. shooting yourself in the foot in the process. Mm-hmm. And it helps you to move more freely through the world, knowing uh, that you're able to set a boundary for yourself, but still being kind and caring to others. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you always want to be. I think you should always be always be nice. Mm-hmm. And I, I see similarity. I see parallels between nice and caring. Nice is a very broad word. It's broad. Mm. But I think you should. Long story short, with that, I think. You should always try to be nice, mm-hmm. but you should also be aware so you're not taken advantage of or exposed, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I think there's no perfect way of determining that, but I mm-hmm. think you got to go with your gut or how your heart feels kind of thing. I, like, I'm a, mm-hmm. no, go ahead, Ricey. I'm a very firm believer about energies, and I'm not going to get all holistic and all that. I really believe in energy and how there's positive and negative energy. So... Mm-hmm. The more positive energy that you put out in the world, the more that's going to be received to you back. So that's how I see it in the sense of if I'm going to help somebody, I'm going to be all the way help them. If I get a gift, I'm going to get something that the person actually likes. It's not something that I like. 
something that they can like, something that's sentimental to them. You put some like some some thought into it. Yeah, yeah, put some thought into stuff. You know, um, if uh, I feel like I can't help in this instance, I'm gonna say no because I'm not gonna be of assistance for you. I'm not gonna be able to help you get you to the place that you want to go. You know what I'm saying? So I believe yeah. in I believe in the energies in the sense that always do right in the sense of do what you the golden rule do do unto others that you want done to you and right and uh be cognizant of that um, don't just uh because a lot of people will be nice and do things just for an ulterior motive to you know the old fast the, the, the world's oldest throw one it is, back in your face remember when i did this the whole nice guy thing like the whole nice guy thing you're a sucker like you're an idiot if you're thinking that I'm going to be nice to somebody in exchange for for sexual, for something, for gifts or for things of that nature. Yeah, that's not truly you, being you nice. That's not being nice. That's just being manipulative and being opportunistic. It's not really a nice thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and a lot of nice, quote unquote, nice guys think, oh, I'm a victim to women who treat me like shit because I paid hundred dollars for a dinner and she didn't give me ass like come on fam like it's deeper than that it's deeper than that it's not like it's not it's deeper than that get to know the people that you're with mm-hmm. have a connection with people that you're with and then act accordingly know the know the energies of folks and things will move in place like that's how i feel it what it is so we gotta you know maybe this is really convoluted but that's how i feel about the sense of being nice and being caring I'm always going to be caring and looking forward, looking, looking uh, out for people because I would expect that, you know, I would like that for myself, but also it's just the right thing to do, like as a person. Mm-hmm. So, but it's, it's interesting. I've seen people say like, yeah, they've had their <clears throat> insecurities and vulnerabilities taken advantage of. You can go both ways with it, honestly. Um, men do it to an extent. They know women's vulnerabilities and they'll tap into it and just to piss them off if they're feeling mad, you know, about like, you know, how their appearances are and things of that nature. I've seen, I've seen it both ways. Mm. So, but I do think overall, overall, I think that it's glad that I'm glad that men are becoming to not, it's not really vulnerability. It's more of so open. I wouldn't say characterize it as vulnerable, because when you're vulnerable, you're susceptible to attack, you're susceptible to harm. So I think being more open is more like you're being freer. You know what I'm saying? It's still a long way to go for me personally, because that's just not wired like that, but I'm getting closer and closer to to being like really transparent. It's one of my affirmations, actually. I don't know if you guys write affirmations or whatnot, but I've actually taken seriously to write my affirmations down and one of those is to be transparent about my feelings, transparent about my thoughts. So when I put it out there, it is what it is. If you like it, cool. If you don't, whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel free. At the end of the day, I can sleep at night. So that's one thing, you know. But yeah, yeah. But uh, good, before we go, before we go, we have to really have to. The, the important question here: banana trees or coconut trees? What what tree would you, if you have a mansion? What would you plant first, a banana tree or a coconut tree, and why? I didn't mention it. I'm so lost. <laughs> yeah, you're lost, aren't you? You got to be will, ready. <laughs> I'm going with the banana tree as I eat them every morning with my oatmeal. I'll slice up half a banana. You're an old my- man, bro. You're like a 50-year-old <laughs> in a 31-year-old's body. Throw, throwing a little uh, flax seed in there. With some wild Maine blueberries, some cinnamon. That shit probably the smack. And no, a little coconut. coconut milk or oat milk okay. on top. It'll get you right. You probably spokesperson Akashi, too. Like <laughs> <laughs> That was one of my favorite cereals. See, the strawberry Fields. Do you see? You know, right? Andrew. Andrew. Banana banana tree, coconut tree. What are you planning is in co- the backyard? Is cocaine, is cocaine an option? What? You're going to plant coconut leaves in the back? You're gonna be like Andrew Montana. Andrew okay. Montana. You'll be like, okay. and look at all my fields. 
<laughs> oh, that the leaf like yes. It's ready. <laughs> and on that note before <laughs> on that note, that's been another episode of Rice and Cane Friends. I'm glad you guys tuned in. Hugged your loved ones, social distancing until we're free from this virus. Um, it's been a long time since we've seen each other physically. I miss you guys. <laughs> I want to cry. We miss you as well. This punk ass, trick ass virus. But we're going to get over this virus, man. We're going to get through this. I wish everybody good vibes. I hope you guys have an awesome week. Um, spread it around. Spread the word to everybody about this pod. Um, it's, a, it's a movement. It's going to be a movement. Just keep, just watch for it. And uh, you already know, man, what does Blastoise do? Uh, you know, like when he fights Charizard, what's that final, what's that final uh, attack? Besides the hydro. <laughs> yes, sir. 